Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And ASU has wrapped up its abbreviated 2020 football season with a trip to Corvallis and a comfortable victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice performance at a place that, you know, uh, is a little bit haunted for us. Although I was thinking last night, like, I think we've won there the last, I mean, after we won last night's game, I think that's three in a row we've won there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we should probably get over that haunting feeling. But, uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a nice win in, in some bad weather, you know, classic Corvallis winter weather. Mm-hmm. It was cold. It was rainy. Uh, you know, and it, it was a weird game. <laughs> I mean, it had, had a little bit of everything. I think it had, uh, if my memory serves, at least four two-point conversion attempts. None were successful. Mm-hmm. It had a horrendous snap on an extra point by us that, that almost led to them getting two the other way. Um, you, had had a, a, you had a pick, a, a, a blocked kick. Yes, a blocked punt. Yep, yep. I mean, it uh, it had a little bit of everything. Um, but what it had in common with uh, you know the previous game was – a really explosive running game that really has been pretty good all four games this year. But uh, the big plays, the huge, you know, the 50 plus yard plays in the last two games, uh, granted not playing the greatest of defenses, but um, something that really excites you going forward is that that amount and the fact that all the guys who made them are back next year. So it's not like, you know, we missed our window with these guys. Well, it's another game with four different guys tallying a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Six total rushing touchdowns. Even if you take Daniels out of it, they rush for nearly 300 yards. Right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and can we can we give a little specific love to Rashad White? What a, and and whoever it was that found him, because man, he looks like a gem. Uh, he's gone from kind of like a oh, this kid might be pretty good to in four games like wow, this kid looks really good. I'm not saying he's going to win the Heisman, but. Yeah, he's, he's solid. Well, I was looking at uh, Doug Haller's Twitter, and, and he tweeted something like, remember, he was recruited right. not heavily <laughs> because they were worried he wasn't that fast. Lack speed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got a, he had a 93-yard touchdown last week. He had a 50-plus 50 50 plus yard run on the first touchdown drive, a 50-plus yard touchdown later in the game. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's, you know, and then remember the, the, you know, the touchdown catch he had against USC which was, you know, a, a little dump off that he took the rest of the way, 50 plus yards. So, you know, in, in four games, he had a full season's worth of explosive plays and uh, very excited to see him and train him. And even Nada looked pretty, you know, he looked good last night, had, you know, about five yards of carry. Um, I mean, those those three plus Daniels gives you a lot of excitement about the running game next year. The passing game is, is a work in progress. And it's hopefully something that will will come together with some time in the offseason. But uh, the run game sure ends the season, well, start of the season and ends the season on a strong note. The other thing with the addition of Nada, and I'm glad you brought him up, you know, he's if he's your spell guy, he's the yeah. guy who you need to buy carries with. Well, 10 carries for 48 yards is pretty good for that guy. Not bad, not <laughs> bad, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and for, I mean, I think Howler, tweeted it during the game um you know that was you know it was one of the things when we did our season look ahead you know it hit me that boy we're talking about all these running backs and none of them have carried the ball we don't have a single running back on the roster who's got a carry um and and boy it was turned into a real position of strength quickly so credit to the recruiting 
bringing these three guys in, finding, you know, Trainum and Nada were highly regarded and we won battles with big time schools for them and then finding a, a, you know, under the radar gem in white. The other piece of this that is worth noting, it seems like we've continued to recruit receivers well, but Mm -hmm. teams have seen, oh, you got two first round receivers in a row. Okay, here's our top receiver. Why don't you come look and see if you want to offer him? But we didn't have that track record with running backs. With with Eno, you know, he was a seventh round pick and he was great as a junior, but then a you know a solid if unspectacular senior season behind a worse offensive line. But we still managed to get these two blue chippers in white as a JUCO, and now now you're seeing this. It's like not only are we able to run the ball effectively, but we managed to divide up 35 carries between these three guys. You know, yeah, Nada yeah, had 10, absolutely. Trainum had 12, and White had 13 carries. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, now granted, you know, the, the formula in this game, and, and even more so the Arizona game, was, you know, heavy toward the run, and that's not always going to work. Um, you know, these were, again, not the greatest defenses. Uh, you know, Arizona oof, was brutal. And Oregon State, you know, they showed some fight this year, but they still got a lot of work to do. You can see, you know, they, they're better on offense than defense when it comes to their progress. But, you know, play to your strengths and play to what is there for you. And now the, the one thing, you know, first drive we come out, and, you know, false start and then three straight incompletions. Like, like to just maybe establish the run right away. We, we seem to like to come out passing. But this game, it didn't take long to figure out that the running game was going to get it done and the passing game was – going to be limited i mean we you know i don't know if you saw we were down you know several guys because of you know covid protocols i guess curtis hodges wilson and andre johnson were all out and darby, and darby didn't, didn't darby play for personal game. family reasons yeah 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 and, uh, you know he went i don't know if darby's i mean his asu career might be over now i don't know I'm, you know he's senior could come back but um you know we might have seen the last of him in an asu uniform but you know down a lot of guys uh you know this was a game and especially with the weather and all that you know take advantage of it and and we got ahead so you know put the put the pedal down on them and it worked very well the other piece of this is how well the defense played i mean obviously they gave up points as the game progressed but you know, you're down seven nothing. Then you go up twenty six seven, and the defense kept them at arm's length the rest of the yeah. way. It was, yeah. you know, was by no turnovers. means dominant, but no, no, it was, it was not. You know, I mean, there were a couple times where you know you had you had guys running, you know, big gains in the running game, and you know, I mean, look, you don't expect perfection, um, you know, but yeah, not bad. Forced a couple turnovers, you know, gave up a touchdown there on the very last play that makes the numbers look a little worse. You know, thirty three points instead of twenty seven. Um, but you know, uh, all in all, not too bad, you know, got, got some pass rush, uh, you know, had an interception, had a fumble recovery on a, on a, well, no, the kickoff, we forced a fumble. They got it back, but we had a fumble recovery on defense later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, not bad, not bad. And, and secondary continued to look pretty good, even with, you know, the, the personnel losses that we had from the start of the season. Yeah. It's been impressive. I'm curious what it's going to look like. I, you know, I think Chase Lucas, you have to assume, is gone. Evan Fields is gone. Probably, yeah. Um, I, the question you think Evan Fields? I think he could be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know his mentality. But uh, is he an NFL guy? I don't know. But I, 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 don't, know. I, I don't know. I just, I also want, you know, 
He's a senior, you know. Same is, with same is. with Pierce's son is a senior, sure, sure. and then you got to look wonder. at you got to yeah. look at the linebacking core too. The linebacking right. core was very solid all year, and it was. It I'll, was. I'll tell you who I'm terrified about. I'm terrified about losing Lole. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's a junior, but did anyone he's have good. a better season defensively on this no, team than he Lole? Was, he was good again, and he was good last year, and. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I was pretty, you know, defense this year was, and and again, you know, we we said beforehand we're going to do our you know overall look back. Uh, it wasn't great, but it was never bad. Well, you know, there it, was, it there did enough in, in any of the four games where I thought, like, boy, we are just getting wrecked defensively. Yeah, you know, and and you're right. It did enough to win all four games. I mean, you know, we we never gave up more than thirty points. You know, that's. Well, we, I guess yeah. we did last it's, night on that yeah. last play, uh, you know. But uh, but you know, like twenty five points to UCLA and twenty eight to USC. I mean, uh, that's not terrible. Um, now again, we gave up late drives in both games that, that lost the lead, but overall, pretty good on all fronts. Certainly, pretty good in, in terms of forcing turnovers. Now that numbers are skewed a little because that Arizona game where it just was like an avalanche, but. But, uh, you know, pretty, pretty solid overall. Uh, you know, I, I was, you know, for such coaching turnover and all that, you know, pretty, pretty good results. Yeah. Well, and I think you got a lot of positives on the, on the guys who came in, you know, Zach yes. Hill figured out to, or at least convinced me he has figured out why they're running motions at such odd angles because right, it's to right. set up for a double yeah. pass once a year and yeah, that's fine. Yeah. If that's why you do it, that's fine. Set it up, put it on film. Uh, the the defensive line played great. The the guy who they brought in, Rodriguez from uh, Minnesota, yes, seems to have made a difference. Did. He really did. Yeah, yeah. From a, a unit that was kind of a, a, a outside of low lay, pretty underwhelming last year, um, it was was pretty darn good this year. I mean, I go back to that USC game when the whole the whole enchilada was in front of us in a way and. Uh, you know, we put good pressure on, and we got some sacks, and I mean, it's just—it's a shame that we didn't win that game. It really, really is, because boy, we—you uh, know—who knows? I mean, uh, it's—it's it, it's a year where you can certainly look and say, "What if?" For a lot of reasons, well, you know, what if if we'd gotten the full season? What if we'd even had the full season that was scheduled for us? You know, on November seventh. Who knows? Um, I mean, it, it, the way the year ends, it gives you a boost of confidence that, like, uh, there was there was something here. And again, hopefully, we're going to have a lot of it back. We'll, we'll find out in in due time, I guess. Yeah, um, well, I mean, but, you're you're yeah. all but locked in to get the entire skill position, contributing yeah. skill position, set back. Yeah. Other yeah, than Darby, and you know, Darby was. I mean, you know, not his fault, but like Darby wasn't a factor this year. He got hurt early in the USC game. He missed the entire Oregon State game. Um, you know, he was, he had a DC, I think he caught a touchdown against UCLA. Um, you know, but he wasn't a big factor, but honestly, if you, you know, when we do our season, look back, the the biggest thing that was underwhelming this year was the pass game. Pass Mm -hmm. game was not very good. Um, last night, you know, hit the big play, which was nice. That was, that was nice to see him. You you got to start getting those from Daniels. Yes. 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 Uh, that, that, that was good to see. Um, and, and boy, it was perfect throw. Like it's those types of throws. Now he was wide open. Don't get me wrong, but you still got to put the ball there. And he did. And it's those types of throws that I'm like, give me more of those, put, put the ball where it's supposed to be. And you can be a big time guy. Well, it's like the, it's got to be more consistent. 
the pass he hit Ayuk on in the Oregon game. You know, yes. you know it's in there. Yes. You yes. just got to. His deep ball accuracy is not shabby at all. It's his intermediate stuff. It's the 10 to 20 yard throws that sometimes just go haywire. And I mean, the very first drive when we threw the three incompletions, like, they weren't close. Uh, and, you know, now, now, you know, it was raining and, you know, yeah, you're, you're down several passing targets and all that. And there's reasons for it, but boy, it was a little bit like, whoa, these balls are just, they're off the mark. Like, you know, Johnny Wilson could be out there and he could be seven foot three and he ain't going to catch that because it's just not anywhere close. So, you know, that's, that's gotta be the big thing for the off season is uh, let's get this passing game in better order. Spring ball, uh, you know you know the on your own workouts in the summer and stuff like that but other than that pretty solid and and certainly a nice way to finish for sure um speaking of finish the college football regular season is over i suppose it's over we we <laughs> put the bow on it uh you know and we we were the last game in at eleven fifty seven arizona time on december 19th the college football season regular season came to an end and came to an end with an ASU victory, so that was kind of nice. The Sun Devils are declining a postseason offer, whether they would have gotten one or not. Uh, oh, I think matter. they would have got one. Yeah. <laughs> Given but, that the rest of the Pac-12 mostly did the same. But yeah, yeah, they would have had one. But uh, what are your thoughts? Before, I'll, before I give mine, I'll, I'll, uh, what, what's your thoughts on all this? I don't have a problem with them declining the bowl for, for a few reasons. One, yeah. When you look at the bowl field, mm-hmm. the you know, there's not a lot of excitement to me. Of you know, what are they going to no. go play the Duke's Mayo Bowl? Going to the well, yeah. I mean, looking at looking at the Pac-12 bowls. So mm-hmm. we're not we weren't going to the Fiesta. Obviously, that's Oregon. The mm-hmm. Alamo's a good game, but you know, but yeah, I mean, Independence Bowl, Shreveport, Louisiana. Ugh. Uh, you know, the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, like, eh, which now is not even, or no, the Armed Forces Bowl did stay. The Independence Bowl got canceled, um, you know, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a big problem. So I agree with you. Yeah. I, continue. So I'm fine with it. I, I, I also, from a, you know, from a practical perspective, mm. we got in an exceedingly large amount of practice time this year. I, yeah. I don't know how limited it was during the COVID three weeks, True. but True. but we got our spring ball. We got a, almost our full fall camp in before yeah. they shut down the Pac-12. True. Then True. we got more practice when it started. We've been practicing through Friday. We played a game right. Saturday. We're going to come back for spring ball in February probably. Right. Like, well, and, and, you know, I, I mean, thinking about it, and it's something like you're, you're making the point, and I'm thinking of it as you say it, if we played like in a traditional season, if you made the Las Vegas Bowl, you'd finish this weekend. Like you know, so it's really not that much different. Like the whole thing of oh, you get some extra practice time and stuff. Like we we would have had maybe what three or four more practices before going on the road. Is that really going to make that much of a difference? Yeah, if we had gotten you know BYU's spot in the Boca Raton Bowl, <laughs> that game's right. you know in two Even days. On yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I mean, there was supposed to be a bowl game yesterday amidst the regular season, but it got canceled when SMU had to bow out. But, uh, but you know, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get the extended practice time that you always hear. So, you know, the whole, you know, you get 15 extra practices. Well, that ain't going to happen. Um, and, and you know, but like, 
the bowl experience, like I'm not one to sing of how great the bowl experience is or anything, but you know, I mean, it's supposed to, it's about going to a new city and you get to go out to fancy restaurants and children's hospitals and meet the kids and the staff and, and see the sites and none of that's going to happen this year. So I don't blame teams for, for not, I mean, you know, gosh, you're just, you're signing up to spend the holidays in a hotel eating box lunches. Like eh, why let them go home to their families. Yeah. And that seems to be the exact attitude that Herm took, which I don't mind. I don't mind. And especially the PAC 12, like there was a part of me that saw the PAC 12 teams bowing out. And I'm thinking, well, geez, you only been playing since November. But the other part of me says, one, you've been off and on since June, thinking you're going to play, then you're not, then you are, then you're not. Um, but there's no games close either. Like all the West Coast bowl games got canceled. So yeah. you're looking at long trips, staying in you know cold weather cities, not being able to go out and have fun, having to get you know tested and blah 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 blah, and you know not even being able to eat meals together. I, I don't blame them at all. Yeah. Um. I want to. We're going to talk about the final yeah. four and, and the, the New Year's Six bowls. Yeah, but yeah. I I want to start with a, with a a statement because I think it's important. You know that I like Georgia. You know that I of yeah. SEC schools. I've I've always had too. an affinity for the Bulldogs. Sure, me too. Me too. I want Cincinnati to go into Atlanta and the Peach Bowl and just beat the snot out of the Bulldogs. <laughs> I want them to finish undefeated. I want them to yeah. go in there and crush them at effectively a road game. Yeah, true. true. And, yeah. Because everyone's right. It's it is everyone who says it's a sham is right. And and the, oh, it's an unfair fight. And the yeah. suggestion that you know Ohio State played a handful of games, Clemson mm. beat Notre Dame, and Notre right. Dame and Ohio State are in, and Cincinnati's sitting here like no one wants yeah. to play us. If you're going to do yeah. this system, if we're not going to go back, you know, I saw some people calling to go back to the BCS, oh, but if you're gosh. not going to go back to just an AP champion, right? you know, then I think that, and, and, and we're not going to get rid of the NCAA, which is its own set of problems. No. Then the NCAA needs to mandate challenges the, the way that other conferences in basketball do challenges. Yeah. You should say, all yeah. right, every power five conference needs to align up one to 10 or one to eight with these group of five conferences and BYU yeah. and you have to play yeah. them and, and we'll draw names out of a hat. But Cincinnati, even if they only had to play, you know, Vandy, at least, you know, they could say, yeah. look, we were here you to play, play anyway. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and, and this year is especially tricky for that because, you know, Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC played no non-conference games. Uh, ACC played one and Big 12 played one. And so I don't know what Cincinnati's original schedule was. I don't I don't know offhand. But I would venture to guess they probably had a game or two scheduled with power conference teams. They usually do. You know, they've played Ohio State in the past. Um, uh, you know, and so we didn't – not only did we not get to see Cincinnati, but we really didn't get to see even their, their top conference foes measure up against the Big 12, the Big 10, like we might normally. And so we'd have more points to say – X, Y, Z, this is why Cincinnati is as good as Ohio State or whatever, or not as good. Uh, there just, there wasn't a, a even playing field this year. And, uh, you know, so it's a their, tough one. I mean, uh, their original schedule, they would have gone to Nebraska. Okay. They would have won that game very likely because Nebraska was not very good. 
It was, um, you know, that that to me, you know, it's Austin P, mm, Western Michigan, Miami of uh, Ohio, Nebraska, USF, and the conference, Tulsa, yeah. SMU, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they probably would have still gone undefeated. Because I don't, you know, I mean, again, it, it, uh, things are tough to gauge, but it doesn't look like Nebraska was a great team, regardless of whether they played a full season or not. And Cincinnati was pretty good. I think they would have won that game probably pretty easily. Um, you know, so it's it's tough. I mean, I don't know. There's I have, as you can imagine, because you know, first of all, college football is my my biggest love in terms of sports. Uh, I've thought a lot about it, and I, like I feel like what we what we need to do is just like sort of dispatch with the notion that the group of five is equal to the power five because no one treats them that way. And, and so maybe you, you know, I mean, it's easier said than done, but maybe you grab some of these elite group of five programs and you add to the PAC 12 and the big 12, because those are the smallest conferences. And then you just break them off kind of like what that night commission idea was, but not with all 130 FBS teams, but maybe 75 to 80. And you just say, you're going to play each other. And everybody's got a shot. We're going to take our five conference champs, and we're going to take three at-larges, and we'll play an 18 playoff. So everybody's got everybody's on equal footing to start the year, at least. Yeah, I think that's a Don't great idea. Don't know if it would work. Don't know. I mean, you know, again, you'd have to. Well, there's logistical you know, gotta, stuff, and there might need to be some realignment. But Yeah, you'd have to work with, you know, I, don't, I mean, I'm sure the American is not going to just willingly let you take half their teams. Um, you know, I mean, I, you know, there's, there's ways now. You know, there's certain teams you can get easily. You get BYU because they're already independent in football and have the rest of their school, you know, their conference alignment with the West Coast. Uh, you could get Boise. Boise, you know, Brian Harson is screaming to get out of the Mountain West, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some of those programs you could get. And, you know, you could get to, you know, I don't know. You got 65 now with, with the Power Five. You go to 75 or 80. And, you and get you 80, just, you, you get know, 5 of 16. 5 16 team conferences. I mean, I, I like that. I, you, you do 5 times 16. You do, you know, all five conference champs get in, automatic bids. And then you have your committee that picks the other three. And, and so it's a little bit more like basketball. You've got automatic bids where, you know, you can get in without needing the committee's help. But then you've got a, a, a group of people that can make a decision and say, okay, these other three teams deserve it. And they're going to seat them. They're going to be able to say, well, okay, Oklahoma won the Big 12, but they lost two games, so we're going to make them number seven or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's not perfect. There's not a perfect system out there. If you're looking for it, you're going to be looking for the rest of your life. But I think it would be better than what we're doing, which I will say, as though, you know, you mentioned something about bringing the BCS back and all, you know, what we've got is still better than what we've had before. I truly believe that. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't, we would go back. I, I think yeah. ultimately having people is better than having computers. Me too. But I agree. I, this year, let let's get into the specifics. So I mean, it's a, it's a difficult year. Yes, let's let's do it. You've got Alabama taking on Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl, which is being played at Jerry World. It's the second <laughs> yeah. time the Rose Bowl has not been played. In Pasadena. In Pasadena, yeah. Which we still don't know 100% if they're going to let them use the Rose Bowl name for the game. It may just be college football playoff semifinal, apparently. They should let them call it the Rose Bowl, and they should have played it in El Paso and called it the Rose Bowl at the Sun Bowl. I agree. And gotten everyone, let every tradition continue. (laughs) 
I agree. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was uh, that was. I mean, you know, it was inevitable. They should have thought of this months ago. Months ago. I mean, I get this is another example of college sports in general just having to be dragged into change. Like this was not hard to see coming that California was not going to be open in the same way that Florida or New Orleans with the Sugar Bowl or so many. I mean, it's just this this has been out there for nine months. Um, and the fact they waited till the day before the selections is just dumb to me. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I, I mean, you could just see it coming. This is not new. This is not like, oh, boy, in the last two weeks, things have really changed in California. It's been this way since March, for the most part. Well, and the idea that you just went to them recently to ask about exactly. letting fans in? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you know, it, it, it sounds know. like, when you when you put it that way, that they told you you could play the game there. You right. just couldn't have fans. Oh, and, and I think that's the case. I mean, yeah. I think they were going to let them in. You know, they, they obviously Santa Cruz or Santa Clara County there up in uh, Northern California has made the, you know, 49ers and Stanford, you know, go on the run. But, um, you know, the Rams and Chargers are playing. The Lakers and the Clippers are about to open their season. So, obviously, they're, you know, L.A. area is not putting a ban on sports or anything. But uh, they, they uh, you know, they wanted to have. And, and look, I, you know, Brian Kelly, he takes some heat. I get it. But I agree with him in this sense. Like, you know, you can have families there. And if you don't want to have 20,000 fans, okay. But, you know, if you're going to do this, like, let's find a place where families can can go um, and watch their kids play in the biggest games of their lives. Because, you, you know, some of them will not get another game like this, ever. Some of them, their football careers are going to end in this, you know, these next two rounds. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm glad they moved it. I think they should have had more foresight to do it much earlier. Yeah, I agree. But back to the field at large here. Matt, your family has long been Notre Dame fans. Yeah, yeah. Does Notre Dame deserve to be in this game after a, a pretty convincing Clemson victory? So I, I think so. Um, because, okay, if you want to make the Cincinnati argument, that's fine. You know, you, you seem to be leading towards Cincinnati. That one I'd listen to better than Texas A&M, because if you tell me Texas A&M deserves it more than Notre Dame, I just don't know where you get that from. They don't have a win as good as the one over Clemson. They just don't. I mean, Florida Florida lost three games. Florida's a good team. They hung in with Alabama. It was a great game, but they lost three games. Um, you know, so that's not as good a win. And they don't have a second win as good as going on the road and beating North Carolina, who's a, a top 15 team. Um, you know, and so what's your basic, and, and they got blown out by Alabama. So you say, well, Notre Dame got blown out by Clemson. Sure. Texas A&M got blown out by Alabama. So we're looking at the, the, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other when it comes to that. Is there a question in, in your mind about the timing of the loss versus no. when a and No, okay. no, there's not. For me, I mean, like, if you're going to have, if you're going to say, the regular season, our regular season counts more than any others. And yes, I'm being sort of sarcastic, but that's what college football people love to say. Then losing in week two should not be viewed as less important than losing in week 15 or whatever week this was. Um, you know, or, I don't know, it was week two of the SEC season, week four or five, national, whatever. Yeah. Um, or or it know. could have been week negative three. That's true. Sure. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, so uh, no, to me, the timing. 
does not matter. You know, now if you, if there's, there's always, you know, certain circumstances, I suppose if, if, you know, Notre Dame had had, um, you know, four starters have season ending injuries and then they go in and get blown out by Clemson and you're thinking, well, this is not the same team. Um, and this team doesn't deserve it. Okay. Maybe, but they, they laid an egg against a really good team, a really, really good team. Um, and, and I think, you know, like this is one of those years, I mean, we see it all the time with the basketball tournament where we're looking and we're thinking, well, this team doesn't deserve it. This team doesn't deserve it. And then you got to think like, well, 68 teams got to get in. This is one of those years in football where four teams got to get in. This is the format we've chosen. This is a year quite on where two would probably be sufficient. I mean, the BCS probably would have worked this season. Alabama would play Clemson. Ohio State would get left out, but okay, they only played half a season essentially. And Notre Dame would get left out. Well, they just got blown out. Take the two best teams, match them up. But, you know, look at last year. BCS wouldn't have worked. You had three undefeated teams that were great. And with the BCS, one of them would not have had a chance. Who do you think will win? Who do you want to win on your gut reactions for this opening round? I mean, I think Alabama and Clemson will win. Um, I think Alabama's probably going to win comfortably. Like my, So here's the thing. As a Notre Dame fan, you say, do I think they deserve it? I do. Um, in a way, and this is, this is perverted logic, but stick with me. In a way, part of me wishes they hadn't gotten in and they'd just gone to the, you know, Cotton Bowl or something and, and maybe won that game and then it would always be like, well, you know, boy, they got shafted rather than getting in and probably getting the, the brakes beaten off of them, which is probably what's going to happen. Yeah. You see what I mean there? Like, uh, like I'm glad they got in, but they're probably going to get hammered. Because Alabama's really good. I mean, that offense of theirs is just, it's a freight train. And you can score on them, but Notre Dame's not an explosive offense. When we saw Florida, we saw Ole Miss do it earlier in the year. If you can, if you're that type of offense that can run and, and, you know, put up tons of points, you can do it against Alabama. They're not going to shut you down. But Notre Dame's offense is more ball control, run the ball. And I just don't know that that keeps up with Mac Jones and Najee Harris and Devontae Smith. And I, I, I don't see it. So you think the key for for beating Alabama is a shootout. What's the key to getting to Clemson other than being Notre Dame? Uh, well, for Ohio State, I think one key is, first of all, how many of the guys who didn't play yesterday are back. And we're probably not going to know that. But but one key one is Olave. I mean, you saw, like, the fields look totally off without Olave. He's his, he's his guy. You know, we, we've had it with ASU where it's like, boy, you take, you know, Nikhil Harry out of this lineup and, and everything just looks disjointed. You saw it yesterday with Noah Lave. So if he's back and, and you, you know, you get, you know, maybe you get the freshman kid back Smith and Jigba too. And, you know, then I think that's a more interesting game, but if they're the same offense they were yesterday, I think that's a one-sided matchup too. Did you by chance see the Lathan ransom hit yesterday I did. To, I did. to ice yes. the game? Broke up the pass to end the game. Yeah, good to see. Good to see. I was I was reading, you know, pregame when they put out their report that, you know, Hooker was going to be out. He was injured, I guess. And and then another kid was out. And I heard, you know, someplace they even read, you know, well, their, their only real, you know, depth here is true freshman Lathan Ransom. I thought, well, maybe we'll hear from Mr. the Lancer. And sure enough, we did. So that means we've had big highlight reel plays yes. from both 
Ransom and Robinson this year yes, in, in solid, meaningful college games. Solid first year. And, hey, Ransom, you know, still has a chance to make some more impact. Um, you know, we'll see. Maybe he uh, comes up with a big play. I mean, it's going to be an interesting matchup with the two of them because there's some tension from last year. Uh, a lot of a lot of Ohio State people believe they were screwed out of the game last year because of the Sean Wade targeting and the the fumble that was reversed, um, and 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 then you know Dabo saying Ohio State doesn't deserve to go with six wins, and you know Dabo Dabo is what he is. Boy, he cannot keep his mouth shut. That's just that's who he is. Um, and and so it, it'll be tense. But boy, I having watched every Ohio State game this year, and I have, um, it just I just don't know if they're really that good. I really don't like they we've talked about how college football is like, you know, well, if you start the year with a lot of hype, they're a perfect example. They're good. They're very talented. But the the, the product has really not looked all that impressive this year. Yeah. Oh. So I'm I'm leaning strongly in the direction of picking Alabama and Clemson. Who do I want? I mean, obviously, I'd love to see Notre Dame win. Um but I don't really think it's going to happen. I mean, you know, I uh, I, I texted a, a buddy of mine and said something about, you know, well, you know, Ian Book will get to, you know, some, I can't remember what the what the premise of it was, but I said something about, you know, well, Ian Book, you'll see him in the title game. And then I thought, well, I almost got that out without laughing. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just don't see it. Like I, Like I said, there is a part of me that almost wishes, you know, I'm glad Notre Dame got in. It's one, I don't like Texas A&M, you know that. Um, you know, but there's a part of me that, like, it almost feels like it'd be better for Notre Dame if they didn't get in, and so you could always have that what if. Whereas, uh, yeah, they're probably going to be co- completely outclassed. Yeah. I, I get that sense, too. And then the championship, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I think if there's if there's one team that can beat Alabama, it's Clemson. But I don't know if they can. I mean, this this Alabama team reminds me a lot of LSU last year. Unbelievably good offense, defense that's got some holes, but still a lot of talent. Like you know, they're they're very talented on defense. So you know, it's like you're not going to probably score sixty on them. They'll make enough plays, just like they did last night. Yeah, I I think it's going to be another Alabama Clemson game. I just I mean that's certainly the what you'd have to guess unless Ohio state in 13 days. I mean, cause like they won yesterday and no, no shame. Northwestern's a solid team. I'm not, you know, like we've we got to give them their credit, but Ohio state did not look good yesterday. And I mean, Trey Sermon did. That's about it. Um, and, and uh, that game could have gotten away from them. Northwestern had some chances in the third quarter to go up two scores and who knows, you know, they, they did, they threw an interception in the end zone. They missed a field goal. Um, and then Ohio State finally got rolling a little bit, but even even when they got rolling, they weren't rolling that well. Whereas Clemson yesterday looked like okay, this this looks like Clemson. Trevor Lawrence firing bombs, ETN getting big runs, defense getting sacks. Like this this was what you expect from Clemson. Yeah. Well, we will find out. So what's your picks? You you asked me mine. I, I you said Alabama Clemson. Is that what you're? Uh, yeah, I mean I think it's going to be for as well. I think it's going to be Alabama Clemson. I'm rooting for uh, Alabama. Out of this group, I will root for the winner of Alabama Notre Dame. I believe. Okay. okay. Uh, no matter gotcha. what, if it turns out that Ransom's playing a significant role, I reserve the right <laughs> yeah. to shift allegiances mid game. 
Agreed, agreed. That would be cool to see him have a moment. He, and, and if it's not this year, he might have uh, some opportunities over the next couple of years. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, uh, did did we uh, side question? Did we see the Heisman Trophy winner last year in uh, in Alabama? Yeah. Uh, ooh, I want to say yes because I feel like you have to pick someone from. Alabama this year. Yeah, I mean, notice I did not say a specific name. Yes, yeah. uh, you know, like uh, I, I think one could make just as good of a case for Devonte Smith as Mac Jones. I mean, he was incredible this year. Mm-hmm. And Najee Harris was great too. Like, I mean, I, I, if it's Najee Harris, then I win. You so did, you did pick him, yeah. <laughs> now I don't. I, mean, I don't. I, I think he's the third option. I think he'll. I think so too. Now, I mean, has like, there ever been know. has there ever been a Heisman uh, presentation where it was all members of one school invited? Because all invited? No, I don't believe so. Now they were saying last night. I think that there is. There like Ohio State in the seventies had three guys finish in the top seven or something like that. It was one of the years. That, Archie Griffin didn't win. I think it was his sophomore year. He finished fifth, and then they had two other guys, and John Cappelletti was the winner. Um, that could happen this year very easily. I mean, I think I think all three could definitely be, you know, top seven or eight vote-getters. I just wonder, I don't think it'll happen, but it, I just wonder, could you get all three of those guys finishing one, two, three, just because if you're a voter, right. you know, it's half a team award. You know, yeah, yeah, you're not yeah, going mean, to you can't give it to Lawrence. He didn't play a full season. You can't give it to anyone on Ohio State because none of them played a full no, season. I definitely don't think Ohio State. I mean, I, I, I could I would not be against the idea of vote for Lawrence. Uh, you know, I mean, he missed two games. Um, uh, you know, Fields was getting some love, but no way. I mean, he, he tailed at the end of the year and he didn't play enough games anyway. Um, uh, you know, uh, to me, it's it's, you know, it's Jones, Smith. Lawrence Trask, and and then if you want to throw Najee Harris in there too, but I, I mean I would think those are the four or five that would be your finalists. Now there's no New York ceremony this year, but you know however many guys they want to put on the uh, ESPN show in January. Yeah, fair enough. The Zoom, but the Zoom could be anyone. You and I might exactly. be invited. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, you know, now it may be Devonte Smith, but man, how about? How about Mac Jones? Like we saw him, and we were both kind of like, "Ah, we're seeing Mac Jones, not Tua." And may turn out that we saw Heisman Trophy winner and/or a national champion. Yeah, I'm impressed. He's been really good, really good, and has a what he has. I noticed it, you know, several times this year. Definitely last night. He's got a, a sense of the pocket. Like he's not a real mobile guy, but he doesn't he doesn't take a lot of sacks. He feels the pressure. Uh, you know, he knows when to get the ball out, and, and even without Jalen Waddle, he's still hugely productive. Which I, I, when he got hurt, I even thought, eh, you know, we'll see. And it hasn't slowed them down a bit. Yeah, yeah, I, it's impressive. But look, he's built a juggernaut. Same with Dabo. He really has. And, he really has. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's I all mean, it's borderline unfun. You know, because yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Well, there's there's something we can you know we can discuss maybe next time around or you know because I've heard that and 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 I see the thought. I don't know if I agree with it, but uh, but yeah, I mean you know there's there's no doubt. I mean there's there's the elites of college football, and it's it's I mean it's the top three teams this year, and and there's a handful of others that really go into every year with a chance, and that's about it. And 
whether that's good or bad, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's certainly what it's become. And I don't really mean it's no fun, but it, it does feel like we're no, we're basically I, in the NBA Warriors dynasty era where it's like, okay, well, yeah, I guess we'll just yeah. wait and see for that. Now, look, we, we've, we've never learned our lesson. USC is the greatest football team in the history right. of college football. They lost. The Warriors are <laughs> the greatest dynasty in the history of basketball. Yes. They lost. Yeah, but it does feel like not not that each of them are the greatest, but just the constant trading off. Yeah, of, yeah, you know, one for the other. And, and I think, I mean, I think Ohio State this year is a great example of that. That you know, they've basically been sort of grandfathered into contention because they're Ohio State, and I think that's why people are frustrated. And I and I get it. Um, because, you know, it's like, well, have they really earned it this year? Or basically, did you just start the year thinking, well, they'll be really good, and they've been pretty good, but did they really play like, uh, you know, an elite team? Uh, uh, At times, but consistently over the course of six games? No, they did not. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's it's an interesting discussion i'm not sure where i come down on it um but it definitely it can't be argued that you know the the same what five six seven programs are basically you know dominating the playoff talk it's alabama lsu georgia clemson notre dame ohio state oklahoma there's seven that's that's most of your playoff birds in seven years yeah well We'll get to see what happens with the actual games. We'll get to talk about the ASU season that was, and heck, maybe we'll even talk about the dumpster fire that has become the ASU basketball program. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we'll have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Could be worse. We could beat Kentucky. Yeah. This year. Not overall, but this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.